What level of bottom line income can I expect to earn as my own RIA? That is today's question on the Transition to RIA video series. It is question number 14. Hi everyone, I'm Brad Wales with Transition to RA and today's question is, you know, what level of bottom line income can I expect to earn as my own RAA? And the, re the reason I say bottom line income is, is not just payout because you do have expenses. So the, the question is, you know, how, how much can I expect to put in my pocket at the end of the day so, so that I can compare that to, to maybe what I'm receiving now uh, to, to, to begin to look at what those differences might be. And, and this understandably is one of the most often asked questions I get is, you know, really what can I expect to, to receive as my own RA? I, I hear about this that, oh, it's, it's much better economically, but, but, but what can I really expect to, to see about that? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer one pillar of that with this video, but I would encourage you, I do have a white paper that goes over uh, 11 specific ways the economics of the RA model are superior to other affiliation options. And so if you, you head to the website, transitiontora.com, there's a link at the top white papers, it's easy to find. And I, I encourage you uh, to dive fully into all 11 topics to, to really see all those different benefits. But, but we're gonna talk about one of them here just to say, you know, hey, what does what that bottom line income look like for me as my own RIA? Now, I would, I would start by pointing out the answer is yes, it, it is going to be more under almost every circumstance than, than what you are earning now if you are in uh, you know, an employee model or an independent broker dealer model is, is almost guaranteed to, to be an increase. And, and again, I'm gonna give you some numbers, but uh, I do wanna preface it though, because it's only fair to point out that yes, you will in theory make more money, but with that will come more responsibility as well. So I, I don't wanna give an impression that it's oh, this is just more money and, and no, no other work or responsibility to come with it. To, to be fair, uh, there is more responsibility of running your own firm, your own practice, um, than there is if you were solely working for an employee firm. However, with that comes enormous economic upsides as well as enormous uh, amount of additional flexibility and control and, and quite frankly, satisfaction you can have as an advisor with your own firm. So, so yes, it's, it's fair to point out that responsibility, but the, the rewards far outweigh that additional responsibility. Otherwise, quite frankly, there wouldn't be this tidal wave of advisors moving to this model. And, and, and clearly, uh, it just speaks for itself. And, and again, that's part of what I help advisors do is to, is to realize all of those benefits and, and, then, and then understand what the other side of the coin is with those responsibilities as well. Uh, but, I, but I think it's only fair to, 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 again, not just say, yeah, you'll make more money, but but with that will come some more responsibility as well. Um, so two, two questions or two kind of angles to, to think about this question of how, how much am I gonna make? So, so that is the, the first question, how much will I make as an RIA? And, and then the second one is, what, well, how much are you currently making now in your current affiliation model? And so let's start with the second one and, and then we'll loop back around. And, and I, in almost every economic related conversation I have with advisors, I, I generally always bring this up and I say, you know, what, what, what are you being paid out now? And, or, or what, what is your compensation like now? And, 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 and the answer is generally always that the advisor will quote their, their payout grid. Oh, I'm, I'm getting a 45%, I'm getting 40% or, or whatever the case may be. And they, they kind of quote that grid number. And, 
in, in almost every instance, when, when I, I uh, walk advisors through this, they realize that that is not at all what they are receiving. That, that is the, kind of the printed rate. Um, and, and, and almost in every circumstance, they're receiving something less than that, sometimes meaningfully less than that. And, and so what I mean by that is most all firms, right, have a grid, whether you're an employee model or an independent broker dealer model. And, and you look at that and you say, wow, I'm, I'm receiving, you know, 45 cents of every dollar that comes in. That's, that's the grid rate. But, but the reality is, that, right, and especially if you're one of the large, you know, the wirehouse type firms, you know, your, your comp plan is, is generally a couple dozen pages long. If all it was was look at a, a grid table and, and here's my production level and, and I'm getting 40%, that, that might be it. But, but clearly there's more to those, those dozens of extra pages. And, and, and all too often, I think advisors either overlook or just they're, they're so frustrated by it, they, they don't want to have to contemplate it. But, but a couple examples of where, where your production is being brought down. So uh, a lot of comp plans have, hey, we do not pay anything, uh, oftentimes, or maybe a reduced grid rate, but oftentimes zero on, on accounts under X. And, and there was a time, maybe that was 100,000, and you think, ah, I don't have that many clients. Uh, I mean, I've seen it go up to 250,000. And the question is, you know, will, will that keep, keep rising up? And so if, if you have any amount of clients, and, and certainly uh, if you have a, a number of them, that are under that threshold and you're, you're getting zero on those, on those, um, those fees that are coming in, you have to mentally adjust. Okay. I'm, I'm not getting 40% on those. I'm getting zero and that's, and that's X percent of my book. You, you have to consider that. Um, other comp plans I've seen, they don't pay on, uh, I've seen it like the first 3% of production every month. And you say, okay, that's, that's only 3%, but that's 3% you're not getting paid on. You're, that's 3%. You're not getting the 45%. That's, that's zero. So you have to run that math and say, okay, after I zero out that first 3% and then I get 45%, what, what is, what is the actual aggregate math look like? Um, other comp plans have it where if you don't have a financial plan with a particular client, you get a lower grid rate. Now, now that, that never mind the fact that arguably you and the client should be the ones that decide whether a financial plan is necessary or not. You you shouldn't have to arbitrarily make a financial plan because your your pay is going to get docked if if you don't. Uh, but many comp plans have that to say if you if you don't do this with clients and and again there could be very good reasons that you might want to do a financial plan with a client. It just seems prudent that it should be the advisor client relationship that dictates that not some comp plan, but, but to the degree you have a comp plan that penalizes you for that. Or, or another example of a penalty is where maybe if you haven't referred, you know, X, X number of uh, banking products to your clients or, or leads to the banking team uh, to, for checking accounts or things like that, that, oh, if you haven't done, you know, uh, X number per month or per quarter per year, oh, then, then we're going we're gonna to pull your, your grid down as well there. And, and, and usually how they frame that, they, 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 they don't say, oh, we're going to pull your grid down. They, they give you a higher grid, or I'm, I'm sorry, they, they keep your grid where it is. And they say, oh, we'll give you a, a bonus of, of an extra 2% if you, if you refer these banking products over. Keep in mind, saying you're getting 40% and we'll give you a bonus of, of 2% if you, do, if you do these banking products, that's effectively the same thing as saying your grid rate is 42%. And if you don't do this, we're going to penalize you back down to 40. So, so careful on the spin of how it's presented that, oh, you get some bonus. It's like, no, you're, you're, you're kind of getting penalized if you don't do it. Um, 
And then, then a final example I'll just give is, is some comp plans say, hey, if you need to discount or need or want to discount the client's advisory fee that you charge them for a particular client off of the, the kind of the rack rates set by the firm, that, that as you discount the client fee, that in turn will discount the grid rate you will receive on that revenue from that client. And so what I point out to advisors is, you have to factor all of this in. And so when, when you say, oh, my, my grid rate is 40% or 45%, again, that, that's, 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 the, uh, that's kind of the, the, the rate listed up on the wall, but, but you have to factor in all this math of all the accounts you're either not getting paid on, or you're getting paid a discounted amount, and then, and then run that math in aggregate. And, and, and for an advisor that maybe thinks, oh, I'm getting 45%, in aggregate, that might be 40%. When you, when you factor in all these, these goose eggs, you're, you're getting paid on some of the relationships. And so to, if you wanna say, well, how much I gotta, am I gonna earn as an RIA? You know, mentally, the reason you ask that is say, well, let me compare that to what I'm making now. And so I, I encourage you, you, you need to determine truly what you are making now, not just, not just what a grid rate shows. And, and I'll tell you, I, I see this at all kinds of firms. This is not just a, a wirehouse thing or an employee model. I, I've spoken to many uh, independent contractor broker dealer advisors and, and, and they, you know, I'll be talking about the economic advantages of the RIA and you started a hundred percent payout. And they, they say, well, I'm, I'm already getting 88% payout at my, my independent broker dealer. And, and again, all too often, that's, that's the stated grid rate. And all too often in almost every circumstance where I, where I ask the advisor, step back, let's think this through. That, that number comes down and sometimes meaningfully down when you start factoring in all these other variables. So, so step one in the process I encourage you is just really think on what is your actual take home pay? Uh, not, not just what the grid rate says, but what are you actually putting in your pocket? And, and you know, reminder to the degree your firm also forces some of your compensation into a deferred compensation vehicle into the end, Again, that, that's not going in your pocket today either. So, you know, the, the, the way to really calculate is, is you look at the proverbial paycheck and you say, how much actually went in my pocket versus what that, that top line initial amount of fees that came in was? That, that is your take home, not, not just the, the posted grid rate. So exercise number one is, is, is do that calculation to kind of know your, your baseline. Where are you now? And then to compare it to, um, in the RIA world, I always say a, a reasonably run, reasonably sized RIA can generally expect to take home, as, as we say, uh, before owner's compensation. So after you pay for all of your overhead, your variable expenses, those sorts of things, before you put a dollar in your pocket, can generally expect to receive 60 to 70%. So compare that to your take home now, again, your true take home and say, how does that compare percentage-wise to, to 60 to 70%? And, 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 I, and I challenge you to run the math dollar-wise too. And, and that, that can be a painful exercise to realize how much of a gap that really is. Uh, now, the reason I say 60 to 70%, again, a, a range, uh, and there's some folks that could be less, some folks it could be more, um, but most fall in that range. And, and that, that comes down to, you know, again, I said reasonably run, reasonably size. So we'll start with the size. You do need some scale in the RIA world to, to make it worth your while. Uh, most of the costs of running an RIA are, are fixed costs. So paying for compliance, which, which I did a whole video on this just recently, you can find it on the website. 
you know, that, that's generally a fixed cost, whether you have 100 million, 200 million, 300 million in assets, that, that, that compliance cost doesn't necessarily double or triple. And so you do want some amount of scale to, to, to overcome these fixed costs of running an RIA. Um, so kind of, kind of on the size wise, again, you need to be reasonably sized and then, and then reasonably run. So uh, one of the main benefits of the RIA model is you get to decide how you put the cost structure of your firm together. So do you want a very fancy office on the, you know, the, the 30th floor of the downtown building there in your town that's overlooking the bay or, or whatnot? Or are you more content with a, with a more modest setting in a, in a, in a you know, smaller type building? That's going to drive your cost structure. So again, that, that's why there's no definitive answer that the more you want to spend, that's fantastic. You have the option to do that. Uh, but of course, that's going to that's going to bring down your bottom line take home that goes in your pocket. And the, and the more the more conservative you can be on that spend and the more you can manage costs, that's going to drive you to the to the higher range or, or potentially higher. I mean, there are some very successful RAs, and I don't want to oversell this, but that keep a very simple cost structure. Uh, and, and, and they, they even go on that, the, the above of that 60 to 70% range. And, and then there's other ones that, that are very cost heavy and, and they could come on the below. Um, but, the, but the beauty is again, you have the ability to decide where you fall on that spectrum based on how you wanna structure your practice. And again, that, that's a big part of what I help advisors think through is, is how, how do you set all this up? And what are the variables involved and what are your options and decisions you have to make and, and how, how much control do you have to, to adjust those to, the, to, to reach the goal you want to from a compensation standpoint? And, and again, the beauty of it, while there are a number of decisions involved in that is, is that you have that control and that ability to, to drive that. And that is, that is one of the great benefits of the RA model. Uh, so kind of bottom line, again, run the math. It, it will be a painful exercise. And, and, and if, you, if you do it truly, it's, it's a good amount of work to, to kind of factor in all your, your different accounts and, and the products and services you're offering. But, but basically under your current situation, you know, truly what are you making currently? And, and, then, and then benchmark that against this 60 to 70% range of the RA model. And then again, convert that to dollars. That, that, is what, that is what drives home more than anything. I mean, if there's a, if there's a, 20% gap, that's, that's great. But when you put that in dollar terms, if that's $300,000, that, that, that starts to really ring some bells that, wow, I, I need to explore this model. And hey, maybe, maybe ultimately it's not for me, but when there's that big of a gap, I owe it to myself to at least understand it better to make sure I'm, I'm perhaps making the right decision and staying where I am, or, or perhaps this is a better path. Uh, so with that, uh, like I said, my name is Brad Wales. I'm with Transition to RIA, and, and this is the exact sort of thing I help advisors with. I want to help you understand everything there is to know about why and how to transition to the RIA model. So the economics of all that and, and how much you could reasonably expect to earn is, is absolutely part of that conversation. That's absolutely what I help advisors with and, and would be more than happy to walk you through all of that as well. Uh, so if you go, if you're not already there, if you go to transitiontoria.com, uh, I have lots of other videos. I have white papers. I mentioned earlier a, a couple of white papers on economics. Um, and then at the end of the day, the, the, the easiest, most efficient way to, to, to learn what this model could look like for your specific practices is, is to go ahead and reach out to me. So you'll see at the top of the website, there's a contact link. 
uh, click on it. You can instantly and easily schedule a specific date and time for us to connect. Uh, and we just begin to have this kind of conversation of, hey, let's look at what is your current situation? What are the variables you should think through, such as are you really getting the payout you think you are? And, and, and then what would it look like for your specific practice under the RIA model? And again, having that conversation doesn't require you to actually make a change, but it does help you at least understand why you might want to be considering the change. And, and, if, and if it does seem like a good fit, again, that's the second part which I help advisors with is how to actually go about making that transition. Uh, so I'd be happy to have that conversation with you as well. Like I said, jump, jump to the site. You can, you can easily set up a conversation. So with that, I hope you found some uh, value in today's video and I'll see you on the next one.